The Urbanist is brought to you in association with the Department of Culture and Tourism, Abu Dhabi. Sadiat Cultural District Abu Dhabi is a beacon of hope and inspiration. A catalyst to spark growth and collaboration with museums and experiences, where art and science and nature and technology coexist. The belief of Abu Dhabi that culture is the backbone of our society. Stay tuned for a special episode of the show, in which you can hear His Excellency Mohammed Khalifa Al-Mubarak explain exactly why and how Sadiat Cultural District Abu Dhabi is the perfect place to collaborate, create, and innovate. Sadiat Cultural District Abu Dhabi, proud partner of The Urbanist on Monocle Radio. Hello, I'm Andrew Tuck, and you're listening to Tool Stories on Monocle 24, brought to you by the team behind The Urbanist, the show all about the cities we live in. From peace walls dividing mainly Catholic from mainly Protestant communities to British army watchtowers, the sectarian conflict in Northern Ireland left many marks on the landscape of the small nation. Some of the most eye-catching relics of the conflict are hundreds of murals, mainly concentrated in working-class urban areas. Many of these murals are propaganda for paramilitary groups, As Northern Ireland now seeks to move beyond sectarian conflict, the country is confronting the question of what to do with them. Here's Monocle's Henry Rees Sheridan. In June, a mural in Belfast was whitewashed. Public art has a reputation for being anodyne, but that couldn't be said of this painting... It was a vast, multi-wall tribute to official military and paramilitary forces that had fought for the cause of keeping Northern Ireland within the United Kingdom. It's unclear why the mural, known as Freedom Corner, was painted over, but its whitewashing draws attention to the ongoing debate over what to do with sectarian murals in Northern Ireland. Murals have been part of the political culture in the north of Ireland since at least 1908, but they proliferated during the 30-year period of heightened sectarian and political conflict known as the Troubles. The Troubles started in the late 1960s. Irish Catholics staged mass protests against discrimination in housing, employment and other areas. But this movement descended into wide-scale street violence. On the one side were mainly Catholic nationalists who wanted the province to become part of the Republic of Ireland to the south. On the other were mainly Protestant Unionists who wanted Northern Ireland to remain part of the United Kingdom. As the violence between the two groups escalated, paramilitaries were established on both sides, and murals supporting both causes began to crop up in Belfast and other cities. They were a form of folk propaganda, seeking to glamorise the volunteer paramilitary groups who did much of the fighting. They also sought to connect the conflict to wider historical and social themes. Republican murals emphasised the history of Irish struggle against British imperialism, while Unionist murals emphasised the historical contribution of Northern Irish people to Britain's war efforts. They also hearkened back to the even older military victory of Protestant King William III at the Battle of the Boyne in 1690. 
1998, the signing of the Good Friday Agreement ended most of the sectarian violence in Northern Ireland. And, in the years since, the murals have morphed from active recruitment propaganda into tourist attractions. Taxi drivers operate tours of the most notable ones and explain the stories behind them. There's also been an official effort to replace the murals with less divisive imagery. Since 2006, the state-run Re-Imaging Communities programme has awarded funds to artists to create new, non-sectarian street art in place of the murals. This movement towards more inclusive imagery has gained broad popular support, but it hasn't won everyone over. A mural celebrating the life of George Best has been replaced with a paramilitary painting of a gunman. Well, the image in East Belfast has been branded intimidating and inappropriate by councillors who say the area should be celebrating its successes rather than stepping back into the past. This is the mural in Sydenham's Invernet Court. The political tensions that inspired the original murals haven't gone away entirely. And while the peace brokered in 1997 has largely held since then, the past few years have seen tensions flare up. The main cause has been Brexit and the prospect of tighter border controls between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland and between Northern Ireland and the rest of the UK. Outbreaks of violence have been relatively contained so far, but at times like this, the remaining paramilitary murals regain some of their troubling salience. Northern Ireland's murals reveal how the meaning of political street art can shift over time and how grassroots public art will always remain beyond the full control of the state. You've been listening to Tall Stories, a Monocle 24 production. Today's episode was written by Henry Rhys Sheridan and produced and edited by David Stevens. And remember to tune in on Thursday for the full 30-minute edition of The Urbanist. I'm Andrew Tuck. Goodbye. And thank you for listening, City Lovers. Mm-hmm.